Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Alrighty, hello loves. Welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Have we really made it to the middle of the week? Methinks we have, because the calendar sure does say Wednesday. And uh, great to be with you. I just have some uh, volume adjustments I need to make at the last moment. I don't know why. I always have to make them at the last moment, but it just seems to work out that way. Anyway, uh, great to be with you. Um, I, I want to talk about something here for a few minutes that, um, <laughs> that I really I, I haven't talked about it yet. And it's really weird because, OK, during the football season, what does everybody talk about everywhere you go? The Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills. And football season is over, at least as far as Buffalo Bills fans are concerned, until, I don't know, the big game coming up or something. But um, the, what I'm hearing more and more buzz about lately is the eclipse. I, I I kid you not, I'm hearing more buzz about the eclipse than I'm hearing about pretty much anything else in western New York. And I know that that might sound really stupid because it's not like I'm hanging out with a whole bunch of astronomers, not like I'm hanging out with a whole bunch of uh, astrologers, even though that is what my ex-wife, my first wife, does for a living. But everywhere I go, people are talking about the Buffalo Eclipse, which is taking place in 60 days, 22 hours, and 55 minutes. But who's counting? Uh, the Buffalo Total Solar Eclipse, April 8th, 2024. And there is a, uh, I hate to break it to you, but I was uh, in touch with meteorologist Andy Parker about the uh, probability of actually seeing the eclipse. First of all, you know, I'm sure, that you are never to look directly at the eclipse, correct? That is uh, not a good thing to do. You can really seriously mess up your vision. Uh, if you look directly at an eclipse. Remember being a kid when you heard about eclipses and they used to take an old shoe? Remember shoeboxes? Does anybody get shoeboxes? Or do you just throw them out along with the Amazon box when it comes to your house? But anyway, the uh, I just, I, I'm trying to find a, a text here from uh, uh, meteorologist uh, uh, Andy Parker. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, April 8th. I asked Andy, I said, so <clears throat> the eclipse is going to be on April 8th. So what are the chances that cloud-covered buffalo is actually going to see the eclipse? Now, keep in mind, it is now early February. We're looking at something that is the month after this coming month, okay? Um, from 2000 until 2023, for April 8th, 
the average high temperature, 52 degrees, 52 degrees. It has rained 40% of those years. So 40% of the time, we've had April 8ths from 2000 to 2023. 40% of the time, it has rained. And it has snowed 13% of those years. My response to Andy Parker was, wow. Now, keep in mind, the eclipse happens in the 3 o'clock hour. Now, we're going to have to do a deeper dive into the data. Translation, Andy is going to have to do a deeper dive into the data to figure this whole thing out and what the chances are of actually seeing the eclipse. Because, look, I'm sorry, but look, I was born here. I was raised here, lived all but three years of my life in Buffalo and western New York. And why do I get the feeling that April 8th is going to come and it's going to be like, wow, we have cloud cover at 500 feet. My goodness, it's it's thick as pea soup out there. Why do I get the feeling? And I know this is horrible of me, and I don't mean to sound like Mr. Negative, but again, win me a Super Bowl, win me a Stanley Cup, and I'll change my view, okay? But... I just get this horrible feeling that the eclipse is going to come and all these people will be here and we're not even going to be able to see it because of cloud cover. And how many times, look, you have to you have to be able to joke about stuff like this. How many times has it happened where you have been uh, flying across the country, right, whether it's from the west, the south, it doesn't matter, the direction, but everything is clear as a bell. You can see for miles and miles, like Roger Daltrey and the Who, and you know that you are about 70 to 100 miles from Buffalo when suddenly you don't see the ground anymore. All you see are the top of clouds. I just have such a concern that that is what is going to happen. I really do. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but uh, this kind of an eclipse is really a big deal. It it really is a generational kind of a situation uh, when you talk about the totality of a solar eclipse over Buffalo. But if uh, the eclipse happens, the eclipse is going to happen. Uh, but if nobody can see it, did it really happen? And can we prove it? That is one of my big considerations. And I, I did not have a chance to independently confirm this, okay? But um, I am told by people in the medical community, I'm told that some local hospitals, such is the interest in the April 8th, October, uh, the April 8th total eclipse of the heart, uh, that... Some of the local hospitals and surgical uh, facilities have actually uh, canceled elective surgeries for that day. Don't get me wrong. If you are in the middle of having a heart attack and you need open heart or stents, you're still going to get the stents. But as far as your facelift, that is probably going to wait until after the April 8th total eclipse of the sun. Um, just, just so you know. And so I've heard that, and again, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to know where you guys are on this eclipse thing, because it's a huge, folks, it is a huge deal. When, when people I know are talking about it, and these, these are people from every particular walk of life you can imagine, blue collar, white collar, retired, just starting out in their careers, male, female, doesn't matter. But people are talking about it. But if, if they're really uh, doing away with uh, elective surgeries on April 8th so people can check out the eclipse, 
that is uh, certainly noteworthy. Wouldn't you agree? And supposedly, and I would love to hear from people in the travel and tourism sector of Western New York, supposedly it's very difficult to find a hotel room within X number of miles of Buffalo, New York on April 8th. I'm not sure how the uh, private residences are renting out um, online, but these are things that I hear. But I I would like verification from you, and I can't think of a better way to get verification than by just asking you what's going on with your life as far as your uh, eclipse plans. Do you have relatives coming in from out of town uh, to Buffalo because they want to check out the totality of a solar eclipse? Is that is that something that is going on in your life? Have you tried to get hotel rooms for people because you didn't want them freeloading and mooching off of you? And you realize, wow, there's not a hotel room to be found. Of course, part of that is because the illegals are taking up all the hotel rooms. But as, as far as uh, trying to find accommodations for your out-of-town friends and family, I, I wonder if any of this is true. I mean, it, it does not. The people who have told me these things, um, are not exactly people who are prone to hype and <clears throat> hyperbole. I love saying it that way. I know it's hyperbole, but I just like to screw it up every now and again, just deliberately, just so you know. Um, but the eclipse is a really big deal. And when you are talking about something being a big deal, the other aspect, it's its not just um, the, the eclipse. There's an astronomical aspect to it, Okay. Um, there is also a spiritual, I'm told, a spiritual aspect to it um, for those who are into astrology and the moon and the sun and things like that. It's a, a spiritual thing for, for those uh, individuals. Um, and there also, obviously, is an economic impact to it. Because if we really do have all of these people, yes, everybody in the United States and the world going to crowd into Buffalo, going to be one big living room. But... If we really have all these people who are going to be crowding into Western New York on or about April 8th of 24, um, I would think that people in the travel and tourism and hospitality business would be well aware of that. Uh, To me, honestly, April 8th is just going to be another day. I'm sure, look, I, I say that now, I'm sure that we're going to talk about it on that day and in the days leading up to April 8th with the eclipse. But uh, I, I can't say that I'm, I'm sitting here with bated breath waiting for it to happen. And one of the reasons for that, long, long story short, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, I, think, I think it was Sam Radford, um, the very active in the Buffalo community. Uh, Sam Radford and I, I think, are the only guys who've ever publicly admitted as kids we subscribe to Sky and Telescope magazine. I think it was Sam. I know I did. That was my big birthday present every year. Mom, Dad, would you please subscribe to Sky and Telescope magazine? Because I used to love astronomy. I used to read every book I could on astronomy. Um, And I was one of those guys, maybe you were too, who looked forward with great anticipation to Halley's Comet. Everybody thinks it's Halley's Comet. It's not. It's Halley's Comet. And then Halley's Comet came along, and it sure wasn't like those old pictures that you see in the old books about this giant comet leaving this trail of cosmic debris behind it. Halley's Comet was kind of a letdown. And 
wasn't it 1975 thereabouts? We had Comet Kahotek that uh, came along. And unless you had a really good set of uh, binoculars or telescope, uh, let's just say uh, Comet Kahootek was not going to uh, blow you away. But uh, as far as the uh, uh, as far as the eclipse, I- I'm kind of curious: is it a big deal to you, and is it a big deal to your business? Those of you in travel and tourism, those of you in the medical field. Um, I bet the ophthalmologist will be very busy that day, unfortunately, because people are not going to get the message that you don't look directly at an eclipse. You just don't do it. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's go to uh, Neil in, uh, let's see, how can I vary this? How about Neil in Forestville? Uh, Neil in uh, Forestville, you're on WBEN, Hello. Good afternoon, Tom. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about all things that you see in the sky, and, and you know, I'm a sky watcher and the alien thing and all that. But uh, I think we have to, like, sacrifice a fish fry or something to get the sun to, to actually be out and visible. Sacrifice a fish fry? Really? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it struck me as being very funny. <laughs> well, when, when they had all those ancient civilizations, didn't they have, like... They would sacrifice people for the, for the uh, I forget, Apocalypto, maybe that was the movie it was in. Well, yeah, but, you know, the thing is, we, we think about the advanced Aztec and the advanced Mayan cultures. Okay, in many ways, they were very, very advanced. They were also extremely cruel civilizations, and you're absolutely correct. They would engage in human sacrifices to ensure fertility, to ensure a good crop season. And it wasn't just in Mesoamerica, it was also in Northern Europe. You've heard of the Bog people, right? The people Uh, who uh, were basically executed as, it is thought, sacrifices to the gods of their times and ended up being thrown in the peat bogs and as a result being remarkably uh, well-preserved, like Tolan Man, who is a head of the British Museum, last I checked. That's why I figured a fish fry would do, because it's (laughs) nonviolent. It's totally Western New York. Unless you're the fish. Yeah, I guess so, but you can't Unless win Unless you're it. a sea creature, yes. It's probably See, not that's... a real fish anymore anyway. <laughs> See, um, my wife, I can't eat seafood around my wife anymore because I'm really, really big on clams. And um, every time I order clams or shrimp cocktail, she just looks at me and she totally deadpans. Oh, sea creatures, huh? And I can't eat it now because all I can think of is, oh, yes, I am eating a sea creature. Ah. But anyway, uh, so the the um, <laughs> sea creatures. <laughs> I'm gonna, if I if I outlive her, I'm going to put that on her tombstone, <laughs> sea creatures. Um, anyway, there's a lovely line. But anyway, uh, you are looking forward to it in, in what way? I mean, obviously, people who've listened to the show before know that uh, you are totally into aliens and the, the matters of question marks throughout the universe. What is it about the eclipse that does it for you? It's a mathematical certainty. Uh, well, I, I, I like you have... Years. I, like you, have astrology born into my life. You have Cassandra, and my mom, God rest her soul, you know, was very into it. And it gave warnings about how to react to people. It gave warnings of when people were going to be aggressive. Uh, I used it on the road. I mean, you, you, if there's a, a, a full moon, you, you, you drive differently. You tactfully, you would uh, be less aggressive with other people because you know they would turn around and snap at certain times of the year. 
See, uh, with all respect to my first wife, Cassandra Joan Butler, who is our astrologer on News Radio 930 WBEN, um, I think everybody knows I love my first wife. My first wife loves me. And frankly, I think that speaks very well of our character to come through the divorce we did and to be really good friends with each other. Um, nonetheless, with all respect to her, I don't believe in astrology. I believe in astronomy, but I don't believe in astrology. That being said, as I've said numerous times on the air, uh, she has been remarkably accurate when it comes to professional matters remarkably so well you got to give her her due she's a woman and they're always right they don't fart right <laughs> actually no my first wife never did that's correct well I, I i love the mystery of it how come it only happens so once in a while you know it's gonna be a great teaching experience for my kids as well you know <laughs> like what why is the sky dark in the middle of the day daddy i mean that's gonna be a great question to answer and it's awesome to have the, the knowledge we have now. I couldn't man- uh, imagine hundreds of years ago when people were like, it's this guy's falling. And, you know, it's demons this are guy's out to get fault. Us. It's Neil's fault. Let us sacrifice him to the gods of our time. Hail Atlantis. Um, wow. It, very. It's, it's never a dull call when you phone in, Neil. I'll say that much. I appreciate that, Tom. Um, so basically in Forestville, I'm just, I'm kind of curious because where I hang out in uh, Tonawanda and Williamsville, a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds are talking about the impending eclipse, even though it's two months away. So are you getting a lot of feedback down there in Forestville about it or what? Oh, yeah. The farmers milking the cows. It's it's, it's utterly all we're talking about. <laughs> Let's not milk this for any more than it's worth, okay? Because it's, it's getting kind of cheesy. Well, Bye. Yeah, hey, what the sheep said, he's lying. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. <laughs> Neil is one sick man, and we're honored to have him as a listener on the Bowerly Show on WBEN. So, yeah, I was trying to get a hold of my ex-wife, uh, my first wife, to uh, get her on the program. Just, I, I still just feels weird saying my first wife, uh, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to touch base with her and figure out uh, what the importance is of the eclipse and. Again, folks, from what I've heard, and I'd like confirmation of this from the uh, people in the travel and tourism industry in this area, people who rent out your houses, are, are you getting big rates to leave your house and have people move into your house on the online sites so they can be in Buffalo for the eclipse? Is your hotel sold out? Is your surgery center doing away with elective surgeries the day of the eclipse? Because these are things that I'm hearing from people um, that I know well and who are not prone to uh, telling tall tales or making up stories. So uh, I'm, I'm rather curious. Can I say rather and sound more pretentious? Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't sound more pretentious if I tried. I don't know. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone. 1-800-616-WBEN. And honestly, I don't know what could possibly be more important to my first wife, Cassandra Joan, than a- appearing with me on this program right now. She-, she must be really tied up with something very, very important to blow me off like this. Anyway, it's uh, 20. 20- Seven minutes after two at News Radio 930 WBEN. I just imagine right now her phone is just going absolutely silly with tech. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast oh yeah actually uh, cassandra joan butler our station astrology she was at the legendary Pink Floyd show at the auditorium all those years ago, and it was the first time she ever partook of the evil herb, which is now sanctioned by the state and taxed heavily by the state. Uh, joining us right now on WBEN, we have uh, station astrologer. Not every station has one, you know. Cassandra Joan <laughs> Butler and uh, Cassandra Joan, also my first wife. Uh, I feel like Henry VIII. Uh, Cassandra Joan, uh, welcome to the program once again. And this, you've been talking about this eclipse uh, for quite some time. And everywhere I've been going, I, I've been listening to people talking about what a big deal this is. Uh, from your perspective as an astrologer, not an astronomer, why is this total eclipse over Buffalo such a big deal? Hi, Tom. Yes, um, it is a big deal, and I'm so excited to say that you got to listen to me, um, you know, about astrology, like years previously, right? I've been talking about this for years. It's a big deal because total eclipses, of course, and an astrological interpretation means a big portal of change. Like it's like we jump into this, oh, I'm not going to be too airy-fairy, but not really a dimension, but there's a shift that's going on, okay? So as from a psychological and healing perspective, i got to talk a little astrology here. 
The eclipse takes place when the sun and the moon are at 19 degrees in the sign of Aries along the ecliptic. That's where all of the constellations fall along the ecliptic. Uh, Any astronomer would agree with that. But this particular eclipse has a healing connotation, Tom, because the asteroid Chiron is also going to be along with this eclipse. It's an opportunity for personal healing. And, and, And really, we all need healing of some stripe. So, yeah, it's a really cool show. I mean, the lights go off. I, I, I traveled to uh, uh, Charleston, um, South Carolina for the 17 eclipse, and that was amazing because the lights went off in the middle of the day. And with or without clouds, Buffalo, New York will be dark between 2.30. And I, I forgot the exact time. It starts at 2.30, but totality is in that, in, in that thing. It will be completely dark. It's an amazing just human experience, but from an astrological experience, we want to look and identify which aspect of ourselves we need healing from a personal point of view. And uh, so there you go. This is just, just phenomenal. And then, of course, you know, I hope I'm not losing anybody. The United States has a chart, too. And this eclipse is going to do tremendous healing for our country. So I always look at the mundane aspects of astrology as well. Mundane doesn't mean boring. It means how we apply it to states and cities and so forth. So I'm super excited about this eclipse. And in Buffalo, it's in our backyard, Tom. Uh, Actually, in our front yard and our backyard and on top of our roofs as well. Uh, 60 Mm -hmm. days, 22 hours, 23 minutes from now, uh, it will be the total eclipse of the sun in the middle of the day around 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, in Buffalo. Of course, we'll have live coverage from the sun. Uh, Brayton Wilson will be traveling to the sun (laughs) along with Tim Wager. Live coverage from ground zero of the the sunshine. But uh, for many millennia, uh, when something like this would happen, and the ancients, uh, for example, the Aztecs, the Mayans, uh, the people behind Stonehenge, possibly the Egyptians, um, they certainly had uh, the stars, the planets, the eclipses playing a role in their mathematical uh, equations and, and their their lifetimes, actually. Absolutely. And, you know, depending on, yeah, so the powers that be, previous to this generation, going back many generations, like you said, Tom, used astrology. You know, kings and queens and would use the astrology. Uh, they would often interpret the eclipses as a changing of the guard. Um, you know, long live the king, the king might die, you know, this type of thing. It's, it's, it's a foreboding event, but for the individuals, the rest of us, it can be an extraordinary time for some personal, like I said, healing because it's an Aries. Um, and yeah, so eclipses have been marked forever. The, the spectacle of a total eclipse is a really cool experience. I, I witnessed it firsthand, even though on this continent we've only had two other total eclipses, and they're fairly rare, you know, in North America. Uh, the in Indian interpretation of eclipses is a spiritual shift when we use Indian astrology, the Vedic school of thought. And they'll even say that you should kind of pray and fast and, and, and be very meditative during the eclipses because they're unsettling. Even in the story of Jesus' uh, crucifixion, they talk about the sun disappeared. 
So some scholars think that there was an eclipse during that crucifixion, uh, during the you know story of his his death and then resurrection, which is really interesting. You know the uh, the temple uh, moved and and so forth. Uh, there is some. Uh, yeah, eclipses represent foreboding, but it can also represent new beginnings. And because this eclipse is really in the area of the U.S.'s chart, which represents healing, I'm just holding my breath and saying there's going to be some good, good things that are coming down the pike. This year is a phenomenally important year for our country. Uh, well, let's uh, bring up a caller. This is uh, Frank in uh, Williamsville. Frank. You're on uh, WBEN uh, talking about the eclipse. Uh, my first wife, Cassandra Joan Butler, is along with us, and you're on WBEN. Hello. It's on a scientific side of this, what, what's and I think I know what is exactly is the difference between this and this your average sun sundown every night? I mean, is, how how is this geographically? How would I say it's astrologically different? Mm, how how the how the sun is down? Um, yeah, you you're the sun, the, the, the sun goes down. Um, <laughs> to get this straight. The Earth goes down around the sun, so but we uh-huh. lose sight of it. And then, so in, in the afternoon, what's going to happen is the moon's going to get in the way of the Earth and the sun, correct? Right, so right. The shadow, the, of, the shadow of the moon. The shadow of the moon. Here, here's something for all of us to kind of uh, reflect on, Frank. Um, and and this, no scientist has an explanation of this. This is kind of interesting. Um, the reason we even have eclipses is because the sun and the moon, from Earth's perspective, are the same diameter. Think about that for a minute. They're the same Mm. space and diameter. Otherwise, we couldn't have eclipses and the sun would disappear or the moon would disappear on uh, March 26th. We have a lunar eclipse. So no other planet has that, eclipses. It's kind of interesting. Um, The question I would have would be... um... Let me see. Can they mathematically uh, chart out how many of these eclipses we're going to have into the future, like at night, at, yeah. at infinitum? I was wondering if they could do that. And uh, before I go, I just Tom, props to your brother, man. What a show. That dude has got some, some book material inside of him. I was really impressed with that. I, I, I didn't hear it, but uh, thank, thank you very much. Uh, let's uh, keep keeping to the uh, topic at hand. Sorry, uh, uh, with the thank you, Frank. We'll uh, let Frank go and uh, get back to uh, Cassandra Joan. Uh, Cassandra Joan Butler, the WBEN astrologer. Not every station has one, Cassandra, and you just I happen know. to be ours. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, it's good, it's, it's good to know people. Um, talking about the why, just why would you think that the eclipse, whether it's in Aries or whether it's in a Porsche, um, get it, Aries, the K car, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, got it, no, got it. <laughs> all right, no matter where it is, why why would there be any expectation that it would represent healing when, unfortunately, evil and violence and animalistic behavior seems to uh, be, well, kind of a human thing? Okay, well, um, we astrologers like to ascribe meaning to all of the bodies up there, like the moon is emotion, the sun is one's ego, Chiron is literally healing, and the rock called Chiron, which is actually bigger than the planet Pluto, it's an asteroid, uh, is at the same exact degree as this eclipse. So it's, I'm using like a psychological way of looking at this, Tom. So it's where you find 19 degrees of Aries in your particular chart that 
offers up each of us a way to embrace our own personal healing of our sense of self, like to brighten our light, to embrace who we are, and not to be ashamed of our um, wonderful gifts in the world. Um, it's, it's, this has not ever happened uh, in this lifetime of any of ours. Uh, we have eclipses in Aries every 18 years. And I often tell my, my clients and my friends, okay, let's go back to 18 years ago. You may, we had eclipses in Aries. You may have had some shifts in your life that were very pronounced. And now we are having a repeat of those shifts moving forward in 2024. But this one has that advantage of having Chiron being activated by the eclipse itself. So like it can be, when I say healing, it can be healing anything like in my case, I'm going to be healing my house. I'm going to really get organized, Tom. How about that? That's a form mm. of healing, <laughs> right? Mm. For, for other people. Really? <laughs> no, that that would, Sandy, that would be a miracle. That's I know. Like, well, that's, that's, that's not healing. That's like the blind will see and the lepers will be cleansed. <laughs> right. Forget about right uh, anything else. But truly, that that's my that's my my goal in the next few months. Uh, I am throwing things out, Tom. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but the point is, wherever you need most help in your life, you get a super turbocharged booster with this eclipse. And so I, I'm, I'm approaching it from more of a spiritual point of view. That's why I'm having a spiritual retreat. I'm, I'm uh, up at Stella Niagara. People are invited to attend. They can come for a day, uh, the whole weekend. Uh, we, I, I bought my, my glasses, Tom. I got tons of them. I'll share. I'll share with you. <laughs> well, it's always good to share. Uh, the, yes. um, the eyeglasses, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up because um, we would be, I think, very derelict in our duty, not to mention repeatedly, and I, I know it's going to be emphasized over and over again, uh, you are not to look directly at an eclipse ever. But there are mm. glasses that are scientifically, um, op, op, optometrically, and ophthalmologically proven to be safe for eclipses. Are they the ISO glasses? Is that what, is that what they are? Absolutely. ISO and certified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, you want to just make sure there's a certification on the eyeglass where uh, eyeglasses are they're plastic. They're heavy duty. And... Uh, I know in 2017 they were selling out towards closer to the eclipse. So to uh, your listeners are thinking about observing it, please get your eyeglasses sooner than later. ISO certified. Mm -hmm. ISO glasses for solar eclipse. They're all over um, the the Internet. Just out Mm -hmm. of curiosity, uh, Cassandra Joan Butler, our astrology and you know, Sandy, I call her Sandy, but Sandy, what's really weird is people that I know, that you know, I know, um, that everywhere I go, people are talking about the eclipse. And these are not people necessarily who would be your clients. They're fascinated in it from how cool is it? We literally, from what I've heard, are selling out hotels uh, mm-hmm. From uh, this is the information I have that we're selling out hotels that even the elective surgery places are not doing elective surgeries that day around that time anyway because they don't want to miss the eclipse. Yeah, and uh, a lot of schools are closing because it takes place on Monday. A lot of schools are closing. I'll be traveling uh, to a big expo um, soon, 
and um, talking about the eclipse in Buffalo and try to bring some California types out to Buffalo <laughs> because uh, we're lucky. It's in the path of totality. Uh, there's, a, there's a big like line right across the U.S. We, we missed out last time in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, this is a natural wonder of the spectacle, right? That's yes. what you're speaking of. You don't have to know astrology, but there's just something really cool about the cosmos um, doing its dance in the sky. And like I said, no other planet that I'm aware of, well, I, I Googled this, <laughs> I always trust Mr. Google, uh, has <laughs> eclipses, right? Because the satellites, well, there's moons of Jupiter, there's moons, et cetera, et cetera, Saturn, but no other planets uh, have that same weird dimension that that the the orbs of the sun and, and our moon are equivalent that we would have the sun and or the moon disappear. And from a psychological point of view, the solar eclipse starts a new beginning on April 8th, but we can't let go of the, the lunar eclipse. There's, there's one two weeks earlier, and that one's in the sign of Libra. And that's, of course, during Easter and Passover week, which is always dictated by the first full moon after the spring equinox. Those religious holidays are astrologically derived by the first full moon after the spring equinox. So then, well, interesting a little astrological fact. <laughs> do, do, do you remember the equinox skyline in overlooking Manchester, Vermont? I certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> and the road, the toll road, we used to take to the top of that thing. Right. There's no way I would do that now. I wouldn't have the stomach for it, Tom. I don't think it's even open anymore, which is really a shame because yeah. uh, that was a great yeah. place to stay. Uh, I remember watching the Perseid meteor shower with you on the top of that mountain uh, yeah. long, many, many yeah. years ago. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, you were talking about an event you are doing in conjunction <laughs> with the uh, eclipse of April 8th, 2024. Um, what is going on at Stella at Niagara? And what's more importantly going on with Stella Artois, but uh, what, what is going on uh, with uh, Stella at Niagara? Yes, um, I have, it's a wonderful, peaceful place. It's right on the banks of Niagara River. They have a retreat um, offering there. And so I've, of course, obtained some rooms of which uh, I'm going to be doing some, like, some healing conversations uh, Reiki healing for people who attend. Of course, I'll be doing everyone's charts. And so people can choose to come for Saturday night, Sunday night, all day Monday, or they can just come for the day, for Monday. And, and, and we can do, I know, we're going to be doing meditations and uh, all sorts of healing activities. It's not going to be uh, bring your own booze. It's going to be bring your own uh, <laughs> meditation tapes. So if you want a low-key, uh, sensitive, spiritual event for this, I think, spiritual, sensitive event, come up to Solid Niagara. All the details are on my website. And uh, your website, obviously, it's been a while since we've had you on the show doing people's uh, charts on the air, but CassandraJoanButler.com? Correct. Correct, Tom. And, you know, this 2024 is... Every year has astrological events. The solar eclipse is a big one for everyone. Uh, again, you don't have to be an astrologer or even have an interest in astrology to uh, marvel at the beautiful display 
of this event. And it's really cool. It's with or without clouds, it will be dark at totality. It's a kind of a creepy feeling. <laughs> but uh, so whatever you're doing out there for that event, uh, make a wish. You know, just really identify what you want to do in your life from a very personal, individualistic way. You know, putting oneself first and contribute to the world. That's the message of this eclipse. Well, it contributes to New York State's tax base, but uh, that, that mm-hmm. might be a different thing altogether. Uh, Cassandra Joan Butler, I'm sure we'll talk for, uh, further about this as the time approacheth. Um, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate your insight, and I can't believe the the economic impact of this in terms of the tourist dollars that are going to be spent in terms of uh, – uh, the awareness of Buffalo as a destination, it's really going to be pretty amazing. It will. It will, Tom. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd be help, glad to chat about this moving up towards the big event. And, uh, yeah, and anyone can reach out to me, too, again, via my website if you have questions about where Aries falls in your chart, you know. So whatever. <laughs> Love talking <laughs> to you, Tom. All right, yeah. CassandraJoanButler.com. What were we going to say? Yeah, by the way, that Aries is in your house with money. <laughs> More so, money sorry. for Tom. Say what? <laughs> it's in your house with money in your chart, Tom. I always have to throw. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, how, how interesting. Uh, thank yeah. you very More money much. for you this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. All right, thank, thank you very much. Cassandra Joan Butler, the astrologer. Uh, for News Radio 930 WBEN. And we'll get her back uh, in studio at some point in the not too distant future. Uh, we are both uh, we're both juggling many, many balls, giggity, uh, in our lifetimes. And uh, we'll, we'll get her back on, I promise you that, on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends, come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, loves, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good to have you with us uh, on the uh, radio on this uh, Wednesday midweek. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll obviously keep you posted on the big eclipse day as it uh, becomes uh, nearer and nearer to us and uh, let you know what's going on with it. And I, to me, the, the really fascinating thing is... Uh, Again, talking to some people of the uh, private sector uh, and, and the medical community that, uh, yeah, we're not doing elective surgeries that day because of the uh, 
because of the eclipse. And I presume what they mean is people are calling in or taking that day off, so there might not be personnel around to do the elective surgeries. Uh, pre- that's a presumption on my part, but I think it's a somewhat safe presumption. Um, and apparently, and you guys who are in the tourism and travel industry would know this better than I, but apparently the uh, uh, hotel rooms are very hard to come by on April 8th at anything like a reasonable rate. And those of you who rent out your homes, I, I don't know what kind of prices you are commanding for the uh, eclipse day, but hey, I'd be curious in knowing in the time we're discussing this at 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and at 1-800-616-WBEN. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Of all of the things that I thought we might be talking about today, this was probably last on the list, but when I heard people discussing it last night, I thought, you know what? These are not people who are going to sit down to a sprout salad for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. These are these are meat-eating, potato-eating people, and they are very interested in the eclipse. And again, I, I am interested in it from a dollars and cents perspective um, in terms of will it give a boost to the local economy? Um, it's not really normal to have a lot of hotel rooms selling out in uh, Buffalo, New York in early April, unless there's something major going on. And I would think that the uh, total eclipse uh, would be something major that is going on, at least amongst uh, some people among us. So uh, if you have uh, any insight into the uh, economic situation, like what this is doing for our economy in western New York, by all means, uh, give us a call at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And again, one of the things that I think is going to become, um, it's, it's going to become almost a mantra as we approach the uh, totality of the eclipse. You just don't look at the eclipse with anything but specially designed and approved glasses for the purpose of looking at the eclipse because it believe me you do not want to suffer eye damage you really don't uh, you know you you know the story i'm sure by now of how i came very close to losing the vision in my right eye and your vision is something you don't really you don't think about it too much until you almost lose it and then it suddenly becomes the most important thing in the world to you 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to uh, Sue in Lancaster. Sue, you're on WBEN. Oh, you've got an Eclipse update for us uh, with your own life. What's on your mind? Hi, Tom. So, yeah, I'm really excited about the Eclipse. We actually drove to Nebraska for the eclipse, I think it was like in 2017, and it was such an amazing experience to have it in our own backyard. We've got friends coming in from North Dakota, Boston, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania. All my kids are taking their day off of work, and we're going to hunker down. The only thing I can hope for is no cloudy skies. How, uh, by okay, uh, by nature, you might have guessed this, but... I I tend to look at the downside of things 
what are the worst case scenarios and i just had this horrible feeling that all of this excitement all of this anticipation and it's going to be gray dark gloomy in other words what we get nine months of the year in buffalo i know it it is a risk but um it's a risk we're all willing to take because once you've seen one, it is, it's an out-of-body experience. It's really like nothing you've experienced before. So we're excited, and we'll just be happy to spend time together. Um, I'm going to have my RV in the driveway. I, I don't even know what traffic is going to be like because when we left this campground in Nebraska for this last eclipse, there was no movement in traffic for hours. So I'm telling you, if you think you're going somewhere, um, you better really start thinking about it now. Very, very interesting. I mean, you are a dedicated eclipse stalker. <laughs> well, it helps that my son-in-law it, uh, majors in um, solar. I don't even know what he does. Astronomy? Or something. Astronomy? Not even a, No, not astronomy. Uh, more like the exoplanets. Please oh. don't ask me to, yeah, <laughs> embellish. I, I think I, think I, I did very... too because my parents told me that all I did in school was take up space. You know. Oh no! Uh, that's a joke from The Sopranos. Oh, actually. But a boom. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really uh, that's that's really awesome. So you get all these people coming, and I can just hear it now. They're driving, 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 and April eighth. Do you, do you really believe there's a shot we're going to get some sunshine? Well, I that's what we're planning for. But let me let me just do a little addition here. What I just got an email from Explore Buffalo, they are hosting at least 15 different tours of Buffalo on Friday and Saturday and Sunday leading up to the eclipse. So our friends that are coming into town they could tour downtown Buffalo, the mansions. They can tour about the presidents who've been here. There's like 15 different tours you could take any one of those days. So the eclipse is the cherry on the top, but it's the whole experience leading up to it. I already got my eclipse glasses here at theamericaneclipse.com. I'm, I'm ready, Tom. Yeah, I, this is blowing me away, but it, it, it actually should not be blowing me away because what you are saying harmonizes with what I've been hearing from people that ordinarily I wouldn't think could really care to two wits about the eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. And this has been something that we've been looking forward to for years, but we won't, I mean, it's literally going down transit road. I had to drive to Nebraska for crying out loud. It is in my backyard. I'm in Lancaster for crying out loud. Wow. Well, I'd love to hear from people uh, who are physicians or nurses about whether it is true, because I've I've heard this now from two people um, that I would consider to be responsible people that uh, their elective procedures were put off because of the eclipse. And basically, it's a staffing issue. Everybody's everybody's taking off on April 8th, so nobody's going to be there for the uh, elective surgeries. I, I can see that. I already took off. (laughs) <laughs> well, I haven't. I have not put in for my time yet with uh, Lisa Polizzi. Nah, I think I'll. I think I'll work that day. Why not? Every now and again, it's it doesn't. Three, work. Yeah, we're talking three minutes in the sky. So. Yeah, it's kind of like your honeymoon, right? Oh. 
just... No peeking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my love. Thank All you. Right. I appreciate I appreciate the call. All right. Thank you. Good All luck. right. She, she is pumped. She's amped. Did you guys catch the excitement and enthusiasm in her voice? Um, this, Folks, this is really a big deal, and I feel silly sitting here saying it, but it really is economically has the potential to bring millions of dollars into our area. And for those who are more into the spiritual aspect, uh, supposedly there is a spiritual component to this. Uh, let's go to Paula in Niagara Falls. Uh, Paula, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. I was just calling to um, give a little insight for here in Niagara Falls. I manage 14 different Airbnb properties, and every single one of them have been booked for I think we finally got our last booking a couple of weeks ago, but for honestly, since December or even um, before Thanksgiving, people have been booking those dates. So, um, and yeah, they're, the people are really taking advantage of the situation and, um, or the opportunity, I should say, and the rates are incredible around here. So, but I hope it's not cloudy. I hope my guests come in and have a good time and get to see what they're hoping to see. My love, can you give us an example of uh, the rates? Because, uh, again, obviously, it's the law of supply and demand. If Pink mm-hmm. Floyd if Pink Floyd somehow magically got together, complete with uh, the keyboard player and Sid Barrett, that would be kind of amazing. But the prices would be through the roof because it's literally a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But uh, this situation with the eclipse, Buffalo on April 8th, full totality, which almost sounds a bit redundant, um, give us an example of by how much the rates have increased. Well, put it this way, um, from what we would normally charge in April, because we, we just we don't charge a lot off season just to kind of make the, the bills and then, you know, prime seasons where you make your money. But it's double, at least double, because we right now we, we charge maybe $100 a night for the house and um, for, the, for those weekends. Um, and I just manage these. I don't book them. Or I don't own them. But um, the owners price them and and had booked them all at between say 285 to 350 a night. They're three bedroom homes, so you know you could fit a group in there. But that's you know they're doubling or tripling the the rate for that day for that weekend really. You know we should try to work out a deal with the sun and the moon to do this a little more often. Right. I agree little negotiation skill there well that's that's really again that's really interesting are your uh, getting outside of the real estate community or the airbnb community uh, are your friends talking about this as much as mine are and again i cannot emphasize enough that people i never would have suspected would have been so into astronomy astrology and eclipses it's all they're talking about yeah i agree a lot of people are hyped up about it. I've, I've, I've known friends that ne- we never talk astronomy or anything, and they've already got their solar glasses, and they're all excited, and I've got some family that wants to come up and see it, and I never really got into it. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but I'm not excited about it, but um, yeah, there's a lot of people that have got a lot of interest in it, that's for sure. You know what would be a big slap in the face from Mother Nature and the forces thereof? <laughs> Okay, we're just about to see totality of the eclipse. We have our glasses, and then 
13 seconds before the eclipse, clouds roll in. Well, you know. Thir- get it? 13 oh, seconds? Bill's Jeeves. <laughs> yeah. Thir- yeah. Just saying. Oh. Yeah. Yep. That would be that would be the ultimate uh, you know what to us here in Western New York. It Thank sure you kindly. I appreciate I appreciate the call, <laughs> and uh, I, I I love the you know I wasn't going to really uh, bring it up this much today, but uh, as long as there's interest, I I don't mind uh, talking about this, um, and and I will tell you, and I'm sorry about the cold. It it finally it finally caught up with me. The cold that you guys have had for the past two months. It, it's not. It's not a big deal. So don't. You know. I'm. I'm. Believe me. I feel fine. But it's just. Uh, eh, stupid cold. But anyway. Um, hey, we all. We all get them. And if you have little kids around the house or grandkids around the house, uh, it's a whole. It's a whole new world for your immune system. I'll tell you that much. But uh, anyway. Um, hey, somebody just sent me an email. Hey Tom, I just checked the hotel rate in Warsaw, New York. For April 7th and 8th, $251. Wow. More than double their usual rate. The center line passes right over the top. So if you've got hotels in Warsaw, New York, charging more than double their usual rate, I can only imagine the multiplier effect that it's going to have on the restaurant community on the Airbnb community, on the travel and tourism sector. Boy, hey, uh, Tanner Saunders back at the radio station. You know what I think would be kind of cool? And I I hate to dump this on you at the last minute, but uh, that's why you're there, basically, to to be abused as as my pawn. (laughs) Mongo just pawn, game of life. Um, Do you think we could get somebody from the uh, local... Uh, travel and tourism people, the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, to talk about what this is doing to the Western New York economy? Because I think there's a big story here, and I feel like we're, we're just kind of cutting in on the fringes of it. And perhaps Lisa Polizzi, our news director and brand manager, uh, would be able, within the next five minutes, because she's that good, to line somebody up to uh, discuss this. What do, you, what do you say about that? There's only one way to find out. We'll give it a try. Uh, l- listen, listen to this attitude of positivity. So, Tanner, you are a positive guy. Okay, there's absolutely no doubt about that. Do you think it's going to be a sunny day, or is it going to be buffalo cloudy? I want your honest answer, your honest opinion. Well, I mean, I'll approach this the way I approach everything else. I hope it'll be sunny, but I expect, I mean, it's April in Buffalo. So, and you know what they say, April showers bring May flowers. So I'm going to hope for the sun, but I'll expect uh, clouds, if not rain. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Um, I hope that you are uh, incorrect. Uh, I hope, I hope, look, I hope it's a beautiful sunny day. But you have to admit, when you've, see, you are from the Binghamton area originally. But being a native to this area, why would it not surprise me if exactly 13 seconds before totality, the clouds roll in? Just to emphasize that 13-second loss to the Chiefs. I'm just saying, that would be our luck. Yeah, that sounds like a very (laughs) Buffalo thing to happen. You're, you're, You're not seeing it? You're not feeling it? 
I didn't say I wasn't feeling it. I wouldn't be surprised if anything if that happened because that's just that's a Buffalo thing to happen. We can't. It can't just be like a normal, just cloudy day. It's got to be some <laughs> something like we think we got it, and then boom, it just ripped away from us right before it's about to happen. Oh my goodness! See, you're getting the hang of it now. This whole Buffalo thing, you're getting the hang of it, young Tanner. I'm telling you. Well, you I watch the, off uh, you that much. <laughs> when uh, you watch the Buffalo sports teams enough, you get used oh, to being geez. disappointed. Listen to you. Listen to you so jaded and cynical at such a young age. And in a bizarre way, I'm rather proud of you. Uh, we have news coming up at 3.30 with Tom Puckett. Our uh, on-air phone number, by the way, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. By the way, we'll have more on this coming up on the news at 3.30, but... Uh, uh, we do have a bit of an update on that shooting. It happened just before 10 o'clock this morning at East Ferry and Grider. Buffalo PD say three men were struck by gunfire while they were outside. All three were transported to ECMC, not that far away. Authorities say a 54-year-old male is in critical condition. Two other males, a 60-year-old and a 65-year-old, are being treated with apparent non-life-threatening injuries. Detectives say two handguns uh, were recovered at the scene. Anyone with information is asked to call or text the confidential tip call line at 716-847-2255. That's 716-847-2255. And when you start talking about people who are 54 years old, 60 years old, 65 years old, um, typically, we are not in a high-risk group. We've learned our lessons along the way, uh, or our bad circumstances have, uh, have, have usually caught up with us. So um, my thoughts and prayers to uh, the individuals who were um, shot down, uh, and I hope everybody makes it through. But even if you make it through, first of all, you've got great care at a level one trauma center, ECMC. You're not going to get better care anywhere than you're going to find at ECMC. But wow, you, you just, you don't think of people in our age group, depending on how old you are, um, being victimized by, was this a targeted attack? I mean, who goes after 54-year-olds and 60-year-olds, 65-year-olds? I mean, we should, we should be out of that risk pool uh, by that point. So, I'd like more information on this and certainly uh, thoughts to the families of those uh, involved. I hope your loved one makes it uh, both uh, physically and psychologically because, uh, hey, you know, guess what? The older you are, you uh, you are shot. It's going to take you a little longer to heal than somebody in their 20s, just like every other thing that goes on in life. But I hope somebody out there has information that will help the Buffalo PD collar the uh, suspect. So. Anyway, my thoughts uh, with you, and I think uh, the thoughts of all uh, Western New York uh, with you. It is uh, 328 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Alrighty then. So uh, this is a show that uh, it kind of made itself. Um, as often happens with my shows, I kind of had it as one of those throwaway topics. And what happened was it kind of took on a life of its own. And, you know, no, no big secret. 
um, we tend to go out a lot, and, and we tend to talk to a lot of people. And one of the subjects that has been surprisingly frequent in its mention has been the upcoming total eclipse over Buffalo and Western New York in early April. And I was speaking with somebody who would be in a position to know these things who says, Tom, you can't find a hotel room. Tom, elective surgeries at some places are being put off because staff will not come in. Everybody wants to take off to see this eclipse. Now, keep in mind that you can't really look directly at the eclipse without running significant uh, risk of damage to your eyesight. And again, we take our eyesight for granted until we almost lose it. And then suddenly you realize what a valuable commodity your eyesight is. So it's nothing with which to uh, mess around. Joining us right now uh, for some more information on the economic impact, I guess we'll say the economic and travel impact in Western New York from the uh, AAA, uh, Elizabeth Carey. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Well, it's uh, certainly our pleasure to have you on. Um, the eclipse, when when did you guys at uh, AAA, and I know you've got a travel department and everything else, when did you start uh, becoming inundated with requests for information about, hey, you've got this eclipse going on, what kind of deals do you have happening? It really started probably over, like, say, six months ago or so when different hotels started sending us offers, letting us know what was happening, what offers they were having, and people started asking about coming for it. For instance, like, we have some AAA Four Diamond hotels, like, for instance, the Thousand Islands Harbor Hotel, already sold out. Um, They're doing a special event, same with the Chautauqua Harbor Hotel, the Hotel Ithaca, Curtis Hotel in Buffalo is doing a rooftop party. So there's different hotels and venues that are having different events to tie into this because... A lot of people really are talking about it. It's going to be quite the spectacle. Now, Elizabeth, people like my first wife, the astrologer, I expect her to be all over the eclipse. And, of course, she is. I mean, that is to say she's totally 100% into the eclipse. But what would you describe as the target person of interest uh, for this particular event, which is a celestial gift from heaven to Western New York? Well, it's kind of across the board. It's young and old. If you think about the one that happened in 2017, there was a lot of talk about it, a lot of interest. But now, post-pandemic, people want experiences. People want to get out there. They want to show that they were part of something. So people are going to want to be out there taking pictures. And to see that, like, Western New York is right in the path of totality and to be able to experience this. And people are flocking here because they want to see it, too. It's kind of that social media effect where, you know, a lot of young Mm. people are like, this is pretty cool. But then a lot of older people are like, wait, this isn't going to happen again for another 20 years. I might as well enjoy this now so I can might never experience it again. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm pretty sure, Elizabeth, that you and I will not be around for the return of Halley's Comet next time it makes its uh, drive-by planet Earth. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure that's not going to be the case. So, all right, so it is basically all ages, um, all kinds of professions. It's across the board in terms of interest. Yeah, they expect like millions of people to travel to different places to be there for the solar eclipse. And since it is right in this region and we're going to be right in this path of totality, yeah, experience. You know, you expect a lot of people to come here, but when you think about this, what's so funny about it is it's only for a few minutes. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that you have your destination picked out, your place picked out, of where you're going to be there, your camera ready, and everything ready to go, so that you can experience it. Three minutes. That's all. Um, 
just out of curiosity, uh, have you had a chance to figure out the um, economic impact? And of course, I can't say the words economic impact without using the expression, the multiplier effect, Liz. Yeah, we don't have that number, but I know Visit Buffalo Niagara has been working on that, looking at what the impact will be, how many hotel rooms are booked, how many people are coming to Western New York for that. Um, AAA is looking at it from a tourism aspect, but the different hotels having events and parties and things like that, but also from the traffic safety aspect, because we're reminding everyone, don't try to drive and make a video and experience the solar eclipse. Like, Make sure you know where you're going to be, You know, pulled over in a safe spot. And then you can experience this peak darkness for a few minutes. But um, you have to think about that. It could cause traffic safety issues. Has anybody, and Elizabeth Carey, uh, you and I worked together back in the old days at that other radio station, which now does sports. And you know that uh, if there's a grain of negativity to be grabbed from anything positive, that I'll be the one to find it. Um, Has anybody, not that that's something of which I'm terribly proud of, my dad, but has anybody expressed the concern Hey, um, Buffalo is one of the cloudiest places in the country, and April 8th, we tend not to be glowingly sunny in western New York. So what if we come to western New York and we don't even see the eclipse? Yeah, I think that's a running joke among Buffalonians. They're like, watch here, everyone's going to be all ready, and another cloudy day, and no one will get to see anything, right? But um, it's the chance you take. You know, you want to be able to be there. We're hoping for perfect conditions, uh, hopefully a ton of people come into town and they're all pleased with what they see. It's kind of like going to a Bills game. You don't know what you're going to get, right? Are they going to win or lose? So it's the same Ooh. thing with something like this. <laughs> well, we, we, we know what they're going to get in the playoffs against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's a, that's an established and settled fact at this point. Hey, anyway, there's always oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know me. Uh, Elizabeth Carey is with us from uh, AAA of uh, Western New York on News Radio 930 WBEN. I certainly hope you have the chance to work with Andrea College over at your place. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's oh, I always love busy booking people, sending oh. people around the globe. And in this case, people are coming right here to try and experience this and say, you know, they're going to tell their kids about this someday, you know, because it's not happening again, like I said, till 2044. So something to really see. Uh, have uh, have your, your agents, like Andrea in the travel department and the others, noticed a major influx of calls saying, hey, what do you have available on the 8th of April? Yeah, people are looking for different hotel rooms and also packages where it might include, you know, a viewing party and a hotel night stay. What you have to be aware of is this is taking place on a Monday. So for people coming in from out of town, that's a long weekend. They'd be taking off from work extra days or being here on a Monday. And most of the hotel packages do include a Monday night stay because the hotels are, of course, trying to get the most out of it that they can. And, you know, Monday night's not the busiest night at a hotel. So trying to get people to stay that extra night. So when you are booking a package, keep that in mind for sure. Um, what is so far, Elizabeth, the most unusual eclipse party of which you have heard? Uh, the one would probably be the Curtis Hotel on the rooftop, given, you know, their proximity and their roof uh, opportunity there to see the viewing. So they're doing a pretty cool party, uh, you know, with the I, the goggles and the glasses handed out and everything like that. People will be doing different drink specials. Uh, I know there's been talk of, like, serving drinks with, like, uh, they're black in the glass, so it kind of ties into the totality. They'll have food items related to it. So uh, a lot of fun can be had from it. Just a reminder not to try and shoot that video or be driving when it's taking place.
Well, exactly, and I was also going to ask, and this is probably a stupid question, but I do know that you at the AAA are very, very thorough people, or I wouldn't have been a member as long as I've been a member, uh, but are you also uh, on the hunt for these uh, certified eclipse-watching glasses to uh, give them out to people who might be coming here for their triptychs on, hey, uh, how do I get here to watch the eclipse? It would be great if we were handing them out, but right now there's no plans. I know they're hard to come by. A lot of places like the libraries were giving them out, but they've been running out of supplies. People have been ordering them on Amazon. Some other people saying they're going to use like welding goggles or something like that so they can look at it, just making sure that, you know, that your eyes are protected. But when you were asking about the the most obscure party, one of the most obscure facts that I've heard is, uh, you know, NASA and everyone saying, watch out for animals because when a solar eclipse reaches totality, like, nocturnal wildlife might be thrown off and it might be like, oh, wait, are they supposed to go into nocturnal mode? Should they run? What are they going to do? So that would be pretty interesting to see if it did affect any of the wildlife on the road. So something to be aware of. Uh, Not just in the road, but in the air, like uh, the nighthawks, the bats, uh, other things we think of as being nocturnal. And not to mention, of course, the, the deer, which happen to run right in front of your car at the darkest point of your drive home. Yeah. So you never know. You could picture some crazy movie scene and that's just what we're going to see or it might just be you know a few minutes and some darkness and you take your picture and then you move on and you never know we have to wait and see and i think that's part of the excitement about it uh you've been with the AAA for a long time uh how does how does this compare with uh super bowl excursions or uh bills out of town games well, more people call about the Bills out-of-town games, for sure, so far anyway, and <laughs> we still have until April, but um, a lot of people call AAA here when they want to leave town and they want to get to the Bills game or they want to see those playoff games. So Bills travels exploded in recent years where people want to be on the road to have these experiences. That's the big trend since the pandemic. People want to make memories. They want to have experiences. Um, they want to do like YOLO events. You only live once. And this is the perfect example of that. They want to cheer on the bills on the road. They want to travel. They want to see things and they want to be part of something like totality. So uh, did you have to give yourself a crash course in astronomy in order to uh, properly do all of the interviews uh, you're being called upon to do? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was thinking back, I was still at AAA during the 2017 solar eclipse. And, you know, a lot of people did watch that one, about 20 million people, but this one is expected to be viewed by like millions more. So it's turning into a real tourism sensation. So part of that, again, is that post-pandemic travel, the social media effect, and, and people really just looking to experience different things. So a lot more excitement about this one than the one in 2017. Have you any thoughts? My final question, have you any thoughts on, you've mentioned this a couple of times, the post-pandemic mindset and people wanting to make memories why do you think that is in the post-pandemic days? I think because they feel like things were taken away from them and they lost out on a lot of things during the pandemic and they started to prioritize and cherish what was right in front of their eyes before, their friends, their loved ones, their families, the globe, travel experiences, and they don't want to just stay home. They want to be able to go out and see the world. And that's what we're seeing right now. There's people booking international trips well into 2026 right now. So people are just looking ahead, planning, saying they want to go places, and um, hopefully the trend continues because there's a lot to see. Indeed. Elizabeth Carey, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Oh, anytime. Take care.
I get to listen to Elizabeth all the time with our news people, but uh, haven't had a chance to speak with her in quite some time. Um, very interesting uh, conversation, I thought, about the uh, eclipse, which is happening on uh, the 8th of April. And again, I'm not trying to be neurotic. I'm not trying to be your dad. I'm not trying to be your uncle. But really, you're going to hear this over and over and over again from all responsible media outlets. So what are we doing? Now, so from all responsible media outlets, do not look directly at the eclipse because that is a way that you can really mess up your vision and you will rue the day. It just isn't worth it. In uh, the olden, in the olden times, I mentioned this earlier when there was even going to be a partial eclipse. Remember back in sixth grade. Uh, we were taught how to make uh, an eclipse viewing box out of an old shoe box. And for some people it worked, for other people it didn't work. Um, but just, again, you got to watch your vision during these eclipses. And as Elizabeth said, and boy, this is probably worthy of getting somebody on from the wildlife department of the SPCA serving Erie County, but uh, it, it will be interesting to see what the ordinarily nocturnal wildlife does in the middle of the afternoon on April 8th. Because if you think about it, when do you see bats? You see them in the evening, you hear them squeaking about in the nighttime. And the same thing with uh, with nighthawks. Have you ever been, I don't mean to be too localized here, but have you ever been in the uh, Sheridan Drive Wegmans location at about 10 o'clock on a summer's night and all around you from the heavens above you hear nighthawks. You don't see them, but you hear them. And they're everywhere, gobbling up insects, no doubt, doing their good for the benefit of all of us. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, something uh, on which we will certainly keep an eye. I wonder if your dog or cat is uh, going to behave in a queer fashion uh, during the eclipse on the 8th of April. Uh, probably, because they don't, they don't know what's going on. All they care about is, is my litter box clean? Am I going to get food? And, oh, yeah, where's the catnip? And then, of course, you know, the dogs care about, when do I get my W-A-L-K? And will there be a T-R-E-A-T at the end of the W-A-L-K? That's, uh, that's animal speak right there. And uh, Animal Speak 101. All right, we're going to get into some other things here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, 3.55 with you on a Wednesday. Can't believe how quickly this week uh, happens to have uh, uh, gone by so far. And all I can say is let's keep, let's keep it up, shall we, on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, loves. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome to the show. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, and we are heard every Monday through Friday from two until six p.m. Following the David Bellavia program, which is on from ten until two every day, and every now and again, David and I will uh, spend some time together on the air and uh, have some fun doing that. And we've got you covered all day long here on News Radio 930 WBEN, including, of course. The uh, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock Buffalo's Evening News with Tom Puckett. So I want to thank you guys and ladies very much for all the phone calls on the eclipse. I literally, uh, you are interested in it. I know that because people will come up to me out in public and say, hey, how come you really, you haven't done anything with the eclipse yet? Thinking to myself, because it's February and uh, 
It's not even March yet, and the eclipse is going to be in April. That's what I'm thinking deep inside to myself. But I've heard so many people talking about it, including uh, one of my buddies who actually is a commercial airline pilot. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's going to be quite the event. But I do have this horrible feeling. I'm sorry, and I hope I'm not telling tales out of school here. But I do have this uh, horrible feeling that... <sighs> Everybody's going to be so pumped, so amped, so excited for the eclipse. And then when it happens, Buffalo will be socked in as it usually is with clouds. And again, I just take you back to how many flights from Chicago have you had where everything is clear as a bell, but then the minute you start approaching the Lake Erie shoreline and looking over western New York, Suddenly, the clouds are there. You can fly up from Florida, up the entire East Coast, not see a single cloud. But the minute you make that turn to the west, suddenly, about 100 miles or so from Buffalo, what do you see? You see nothing but a bank of clouds. We have got to be one of the cloudiest places in the entire United States. I've not done my homework on that, but it's it's uncanny. And I hope that uh, we actually get a chance to see in a safe and protected manner the uh, eclipse that is coming. And already, I'll tell you, it's had a tremendous effect on business. Uh, a lot of people have tremendous ideas about uh, how they're going to... Well, let's put it this way. In Buffalo, do we really need an excuse to drink? It provides Buffalonians... Tim Wanger's probably laughing when I talk about this because we, we talked about Buffalo just being a drinking town. Um, you, you just know if day drinking can be worked into something day drinking, there shall be. And I'm sorry, those of you who have, uh, uh, issues with alcoholism, it's gotta be, this has gotta be one of the toughest places in the world to live. Um, if you have that particular, uh, addiction, because day drinking and Buffalo just kind of go hand in hand with each other. Uh, even, even Florida, I dare say even Florida has not mastered day drinking in the in, in the way the uh, people of Buffalo have. And you got to be you got to be known for something. And then people are all surprised at all these micro breweries that are popping up. I think the amazing thing is we don't have more micro stills popping up. Or you know people like uh, well my buddies at One Foot Cock, um, you know, they have a, a tremendous business going on. And I've told you the story before, but it's just one of the great business branding stories of all time. Now. They may have been, many years ago, and well past the statute of limitations would be applicable, they may have been, or people possibly known to them, maybe, um, may have been experimenting with various uh, formulae in order to derive fine uh, distilled spirits. And in the barn in which this experimentation was done, there may have been a rooster with only one leg. And therefore, the name One Foot Cock has become legendary in Western New York. And uh, hello, Frank and the guys over there. Don't bother sending free samples. Uh, I can't be bought like that. Instead, send free samples of. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is uh, four thirteen News Radio nine thirty W B E N. So uh, I was going to say Azul uh, because, as Tanner knows tequila is my uh, is my jam but anyway like literally my jam i put it on toast so i want to do something here that uh, i don't know if it's going to work 
But usually, lately, when I say, yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to work or not, usually it works out better than my wildest expectations. So in the words of a show we did a couple of weeks ago, let's let it rip, shall we? Okay, so your taste buds vary over time, do they not? Because mine have. Are there things that you used to absolutely love to eat and now you don't care if you ever have them again? Contrary-wise, are there things that, as a kid, you could never understand why people would want to put that into their mouth? Now you can't eat enough of it. And, by the way, just so we're real clear and on the same page and compliant with all FCC regulations and rules, we are talking about food and food only. Uh, and we are very fast with the dump button, so don't even try to go there. Uh, I mean, there are some things that have always been good uh, that will never change. But, anyway, uh, welcome to the program. So, um, let's can we talk about some things that, that I think – okay. I, I mentioned earlier, um, my wife, <laughs> I cannot order any food from the sea when she is around because she has um, a sense of humor that is very deadpan. Yes, I know. Go figure. And she looks at me and she will just look at me and say, oh, sea creatures. It's the way she says it. It's the look in her eye. It gets me every single time. So I love Clams Casino. I can't tell you the last time I've eaten Clams Casino around her because I know when I order them, I'm going to get, oh, sea creatures. <laughs> and look, it's an inside thing. I find it hilarious because, again, I have a very sick sense of humor and a very um, awkward sense of humor sometimes. Sometimes it gets me into trouble, I might add. But... Uh, let me give you a, and this actually involves sea creatures, if you don't mind. Okay, do you remember when you were growing up and lobster, you see, in our family, I, I'm not going to lie, um, look, I did not come from a family that had money, okay? My dad got back from Korea, the family lived in the Sheridan Projects. Right before I was born, we had moved out of the Sheridan Projects, Thackeray Court, if you must know, and moved to... Uh, uh, location on Colonial Avenue in Tonawanda, and then eventually making our way over to the Marvin Gardens area in uh, 1965. But I uh, I digress. Imagine that, me losing the trail of something. But understand, it was not a family with a lot of money, all right? And very frugal would be one word. Cheap would be another word. Um, somebody tried explaining to me the other night the difference between frugal and cheap, but I'm still not sure I get 100%. But when we were growing up, and Grandma and Grandpa, now they had some money, when Grandma and Grandpa would take us to dinner, what do you think everybody wanted? Because we never got it around the house. Just think for a moment. Okay, you're probably thinking, well, probably some kind of steak. All right, you're right, kind of a red meat prime rib. When we were growing up, prime rib might just have well have been the food of the gods. That is how cherished it was. In fact, when we knew that we were going to a certain restaurant with Grandma and Grandpa, we wouldn't eat lunch that day. We'd have a very small breakfast because it was all about 
going to this one restaurant and wolfing down prime rib. And the funny thing is, today, you could not pay me to eat prime rib. As glorious as it was growing up, I just, I, I don't know why, I just can't do it. And yeah, some of it probably has to do with the cardiovascular situation. I get that. But moreover, even before I realized what was going on with my cardiovascular situation, I was not a big fan of prime rib after a certain age. And let me tell you another food that people think of as being uh, creme de la creme. Okay, It doesn't get any better than this. Lobster. 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 Sound like Peter Griffin in that one episode of Family Guy. Uh, but, oh, that, that's that, that's going to be an earworm. Tanner, are you familiar with the lobster earworm from Family Guy? I think you'll need to whip that out after traffic. But lobster, growing up, and when I was a young man, that was the sign of success. Yes, I'd like a lobster, please. Bring me the large lobster. You wanted to impress a woman. Large lobster, please. Always wondered what that green stuff was. Pretended it didn't see it. But lobster was the bomb, okay? And I can't even tell you the last time I've had even a mild desire to have lobster. So it's funny how some things with which we grew up, and we thought that they were the absolute king of all foods, as grown-ups, we did, they just don't appeal to us anymore. Such as, in my case, prime rib, I do not find it appealing. Such as lobster, do not find it appealing. I look at a lobster, and my first thought is, look at that bug! <laughs> they look like pugs. Or, as I delicately put them, <laughs> put them in the category, oh, I'm, I'm great fun with whom to go out to dinner, let me tell you. My goodness, look at the size of that spider! <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the, the whole um, lobster thing is lost on me. And yet people who eat lobster, like in Maine, I'm pretty sure it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Lobster, lobster, lobster. When the archaeologists in 20,000 years start doing digs in what is now Maine, they're going to refer to the people of Maine as the lobster culture. They really will. All right, don't go anywhere. Much, much more to come on News Radio 930 WBEN. Want to talk to you about food that used to be the food of envy, feasting food, not fasting food, feasting food. Like in our household, because we didn't have money, it was prime rib, and we lived for the once or twice a year. Grandma and Grandpa would take us out for prime rib, and the other food. As a young man, thinking that it was some kind of a status symbol, I guess, um, lobster. Going out for dinner with a young lady, want to impress her? Lobster. My uh, first wife, actually, I'm pretty sure she scoured most of the eastern coast of the United States for every edible lobster at one point in her life. But it does remind me, uh, Tanner, of a moment from, uh, well, let's see, 25th anniversary of a certain animated TV show uh, featuring Peter Griffin. Don't boil me. I'm still alive. Iraq Lobster. Iraq Lobster. 
This is no earworm. <laughs> Death to America! And butter sauce! Don't boil me! I'm still alive! Iraq Lobster! Iraq Lobster? <laughs> so McFarlane is one disturbed Iraq and very lobster. funny man. Anyway, uh, Peter Griffin and uh, his version of Rock Lobster. Um, Tanner, I'm curious, as a young boy growing up in Binghamton, was prime rib a big deal in the Saunders household? Because maybe I'm wrong, but I get the feeling that you weren't exactly exchanging Grey Poupon from the back seats of your Rolls Royces. Yes, you would be correct about that. I mean, my dad probably made it, you know, here and there. I couldn't name a specific time, but I'm sure he made it every now and again when I was coming up. But it wasn't like a staple. It's not like every, you know, Wednesday night we were having it or anything like that. You know, we whip it out every now and again, but not a, a staple by any means. Excuse me while I whip this out. That's exactly um, why I said that. <laughs> I know it is because you finally have watched Blazing Saddles, I trust. No, I tried. I thought oh, it was on Prime on. Video, but it wasn't. So it's the on next Netflix. I know Netflix. I was trying to to find a workaround, but I, next time I go home, I'll ask yeah, to borrow yeah, my stepmother's Netflix. I got a workaround Netflix. for you. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> rock lobster, but uh, it, and, and lobster was at any point in your life was lobster the luxury food that you ate because it was a celebratory occasion? No. Really? I can't. I don't think I've ever tried lobster. I mean, I'm not a huge seafood guy in general. Like, I, I enjoy tilapia, um, shrimp I've had a couple times. Um, I've never tried sushi, and I don't think I've tried lobster either. So not a huge seafood guy in general, although I would like that to change because uh, fish and seafood can be a, a pretty healthy option for you. But uh, up to this point, it's not been a huge staple of my diet. Well, the old joke goes, I'm on a seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. Um, uh, we're going to take some calls uh, after the news at 4.30. Are, are there foods that used to be the most awesome food in the world to you that now you can't touch? And are there foods that you couldn't stand growing up that now you absolutely think are the best of the best of the best? Sir, 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. It is, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure the cold is from the grandson. <laughs> it's like you suddenly you suddenly discover um, your immune system. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. I apologize that my voice sounds like butt. It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! Well, a bird, bird, bird. Family Guy has more earworms per episode than any other TV show in history. I'm convinced. And uh, Tanner, it seems to me, as long as we're talking about food that you used to like, that you don't like anymore or food that you, well, the other way around, um, it seems to me there's a certain dessert topping that, well, it, it seems to have been 
made very, very prominent and increasingly popular by a certain episode of Family Guy. And it involves something one might put on, oh, for example, Jello or possibly a piece of pie. Ooh, you got some pie, eh? Can I have a piece? Uh, sure. Ooh, let me have some of that Cool Whip. What'd you say? You can't have a pie without Cool Whip. Cool Whip? Cool Whip, yeah. You mean Cool Whip? Yeah, Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You're saying it weird. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying it. Cool Whip. You put Cool Whip on pie. Pie tastes better with Cool Whip. Say Whip. Whip. Now say Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You're eating hair! Oh, man. And Tanner, I, I think you should just be happy. I did not ask you to go into the archives and pull out Ma, 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 Ma. I didn't ask you to do that. All right. Oh, no, that's going through your head, too. All right. It is uh, Bowerly. You know what's really weird is realizing that Family Guy started before Tanner was actually born. That is one of the strangest feelings in my life. Anyway, uh, hello, loves. It's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. So we've uh, talked about uh, today so far the eclipse, uh, which is uh, April 8th, which is really a big deal. And I thought we'd have a little bit of fun. Apparently, I'm the only one who thought so. Uh, I thought we'd have a little bit of fun talking about foods that, when you were growing up, they were the best thing ever. But as you got older, your culinary tastes changed. They no longer did it for you. And there's another th- there's another thing to that, too. And that is food that you couldn't stand when you're growing up that now, as an adult, frankly, are like pumpkin pie with Cool Whip. 803, and I've got an example coming up, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. I cannot be the only person to have had a change of what I consider to be great food that no longer will I touch. And conversely, food that I wouldn't have touched as a kid that I love now. I, this cannot be a, just a Tom thing. It's got to be across the board, right? It's called being human. Um, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Now, I've talked about some of the things that I used to like that I just can't eat anymore, like lobster. And if you're sitting with me and you get a lobster, I'm just warning you that even though I may be an old man, I still have that warped sense of humor, and I am going to look at your plate and say, Wow, that is one big spider. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. There is a food, and I almost need to, I need to kneel down and worship its majesty. When we were growing up, maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't. I know I didn't like it. I thought it tasted like mud. But as I have gotten older and the tastes have changed, I would like to extol the virtues and sing a song of love to a wonderful green vegetable, broccoli. Is there anything better than broccoli as a vegetable? I think not. I think broccoli is as close to vegetable perfection as you can possibly come. Now, some people do not touch broccoli because they fear the digestive aftermath. 
well, that's not an issue for me. I could eat broccoli all day long and nary generate a single puff of gas. Not one. Not a single one. But uh, foods that uh, you grew up with liking that you no longer eat. Like, for, for example, if you're just joining us, prime rib. We absolutely were gluttonous when it came to prime rib growing up. Grandma and grandpa, because they had the money. When they came over to take us to dinner, you didn't eat all day because you wanted to enjoy prime rib. And that's exactly what we got today. And I'm not trying to gross anybody out, but I, I just I look at a piece of prime prime rib and I, I don't want to go anywhere near prime rib. Same thing with lobster. I, I'm sorry. I know many of you think that that is the creme de la creme of food. To me, it looks like a big bug, and it's like, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. No, just can't. Um, and, again, there are foods that never thought I'd be into as a kid and absolutely love them now. One is actually quite healthy, maybe except for the kidney stones. Uh, it's quite healthy, and it is broccoli. Love broccoli. But I don't like it. Do you like it when they ruin broccoli by putting butter on it? Ugh. No, no butter on the broccoli, no salt on the broccoli, just plain broccoli. Let broccoli stand up for itself and fight for your attention. That's what broccoli is all about, okay? Broccoli is king, as far as I'm concerned. And there was um, another food growing up. Do do you remember when you were a kid and the family would be out to dinner and somebody in the family had to be a huge French onion soup fan. You remember those days? Every restaurant they would visit, they'd have to try the French onion soup. Well, as a kid, I must confess, and I only speak for myself in this, as a kid, watching somebody eat French onion soup, to me, was one of the most disgusting challenges in the world. Because there's no polite way to eat French onion soup. Somebody told me once, maybe you've heard the story too, that somebody had invented scissors with which you would eat your French onion soup, where you would take a big spoonful of French onion soup, you'd press a button at the bottom of the spoon, and scissors would come out and chop away the cheese at the bottom of your spoon. Always sounded like a great idea, but I kind of think somebody was pulling my leg on that one, unless somebody really did invent something like that. But growing up, I could never understand French onion soup. Let me just get this straight. You're eating onion soup. I don't think so. And what makes it French? The fact that they put about a tub of butter into every bowl full? Possibly. Why is it French onion soup? Well, after years of not understanding French onion soup and its magnificence and its importance to the culture, I uh, I broke down. I broke, And you know how it is when you're breaking down with the food, right? You ask a friend, do you think I could have a spoonful of your French onion soup? And then you try it, and before you know it, you're getting your own order. Like a big person gets their own order of French onion soup. Well, that is exactly what happened to me. And my name is Tom. I'm a French onion soup addict. Why is it called French? 
I don't know. I Why do I get the feeling that if you went to France and you asked for French onion soup, they wouldn't have any idea of what you were speaking? I wonder about that. Do they call it American onion soup? I don't know. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. Foods that you loved growing up that you can't touch anymore. Okay, I think my mom is like that with liver, but I can't sign that under oath. She used to be a big liver lover, and I don't know that she eats it anymore. And frankly, if she were to eat it around me, I think I would have to leave the table. I just can't. Sorry, I, I just I can't do it. It's it's one of those things I just can't do. Can't watch you eat internal organs. No, it's too Hannibal Lecter for me. 803. 0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone. 1-800-616-WBEN. Foods you used to love, but you don't touch them anymore. And foods that you couldn't stand, that you suddenly have developed a passion and great enjoyment over eating. Um, There are so many cereals. Oh, we haven't even brought up a very important part of the food group in any given day, and that is cereal. Cereal is one of the great gifts from God. Now, those of you who smoke weed, uh, you will know exactly of what I speak. But as much as some of us may not be big milk drinkers, because humans are basically the only animals that uh, will di- will drink milk after infancy. Um, you know, we're we're mammals, mam- mammary glands. You see how that ties together? Okay. Peanut butter. Captain Crunch, how many of you listening to this show right now, when I say peanut butter Captain Crunch with ice cold milk, how many of you have just begun to drool? How many of you have said to yourself, I'm going to change my dinner plans? I was going to have pork chops. That's not going to be the case. I'm going to stop at the store. I'm going to get peanut butter Captain Crunch, and I'm going to get a lot of milk. And I'm just going to have the entire box. Anybody? Am, am I speaking for anybody out there? All right. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. Can't go wrong when you're talking about food. Or uh, can you? Tanner Saunders is uh, behind the glass at News Radio 930 WBEN. Now, Tanner, I happen to have brought up a lot of foods. And I think we've ascertained that uh, what... I, I'm just kind of curious, what do you eat? Like, if we, if you and I were to go out and have dinner, and I said, look, price is no object, what would you, what would you want? What would you have? Uh, I would probably, something involving chicken. I eat a lot of chicken. Like, usually <laughs> what I make for myself uh, during the weeknights is chicken and rice. I'll, you know, take some uh, some chicken breast out of a can, put some taco seasoning in it just with some white rice, and it's a pretty simple but effective meal. It's got a lot of protein. Um, pasta I like. Like I was telling you off air the other day, yeah. I made some uh, tomato vodka rigatoni the other night. I just had some of the leftovers for dinner last night, so... Probably chicken if we went out. I'd get some chicken-based dish. Chicken. Well, I, I mean, uh, of all of the uh, sources of protein, chicken chicken ain't bad. But, you know, I, I don't think that I'm alone when I say that uh, I, I'm just a little bit chickened out. 
because there are just so many ways in which you can have chicken. You can have the chicken Caesar wrap. You can have the Caesar salad with chicken as the protein on top. You can have barbecued chicken. You can have chicken wings and all of the various permutations of chicken wings. By the way, when it comes to chicken wings, flats or drumsticks? I don't discriminate, but if I had to choose one, flats. Oh, excellent, because I'm more of a drumstick kind of a guy. Because to me, when you're eating the flat, uh, there's no easy way to describe this, but uh, when you're eating a flat chicken wing, there is some tongue work involved. And there's a visual there that I really don't feel like going into that you don't have when you are having a drumstick. The drumsticks to me are absolutely stunning and sensational. And there's another very important point. As long as we're going to talk chicken here, and uh, chicken wings particularly, a buffalo favorite, um, you have a million choices now. It used to be hot, medium, or mild. So let's start there. Hot, medium, or mild, Mr. Saunders. Mm, I'm usually a medium or mild, but if I'm feeling dangerous, you know, that's not to say that I might switch it up and and go hot, but generally uh, medium, mild is my comfort zone. If you're feeling dangerous or if the people around you might be feeling dangerous. Yeah, that's true. Peer pressure is a a (laughs) heck of a a drug, as they say. But can you believe, one of the things, we'll get into some other stuff in the uh, uh, final hour of the program, obviously. Uh, But I cannot believe the number of different uh, sauces and seasonings and flavorings that have um, come to the chicken wing over the past 20 or 25 years because we have the barbecue wings. We have the Cajun rub chicken wings, which always sounded a little obscene to me, but the Cajun rub chicken wings. There is a flavor for every palate when it comes to chicken wings. Oh, I know. My dad used to work in a kitchen back in his younger days, and when I was still living at home, every Friday night would be chicken wing night, and it seemed like every week he'd be whipping out a new flavor, something that I'd never heard of, like Carolina Gold or whatever else, but yeah, there's a there's a ton. Wow. I had no idea that I was speaking with such culinary greatness as Tanner Saunders. Well, Tanner, we're going to get into some other stuff here in the... Uh final hour of the program uh and it's something that i might continue into tomorrow if the response merits that then again i might not but uh i think it's time that we do something i haven't done in a long time kind of disappointed in the food show i thought the food show was going to take off because it's buffalo and i thought for sure more people were going to talk about food than did the buffalo fish fry by the way tanner i'm going to have to surrender my buffalo card soon because I can't do the buffalo fish fry, and I'll tell you why. There's a place on Niagara Street in Buffalo many years ago, and it was called the Schuper House. I've talked about it before on the air. And that's where I had my very first fish fry of all time. And when I looked down at the plate, I saw the skin of the fish still on the fish underneath the batter. From that moment on, fish fries and me, forget about it. We're not friends. No, we're, we're, we're not friends. Sorry, but we, our relationship was terminated over the leaving of the skin on the fish. Ooh. All right, it is uh, Bowerly. News is coming up on News Radio 930 WBEN. And then we'll have, uh, I don't know, some fun. And we'll have some, we'll have some bitchiness coming up. And that goes both ways. 
men can be very, very bitchy. We know that. On News Radio 930 WBEN. Oh, hello. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, welcome to the program. And it seems like, it, it, to me, it seems like a Friday out there. I don't know. Or maybe <laughs> maybe in here or where you are, wherever it is. Uh, but uh, thanks to Tanner Saunders. Tanner, uh, just out of curiosity, um, I was there at the beginning for Family Guy. So when I say Family Guy to you, I- I'm just curious, what does it mean to you? Um, just uh, one of the lewd sometimes uh, cartoons that airs, you know, akin to South Park and other things like that. I didn't watch it uh, too much, although once you mentioned it, I, wa- I went back and watched one of my favorite scenes from it that I do know when Peter got uh, Epicac, which is a syrup that induces vomiting. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Who wants chowder? Yes, yes. I, so I went back and watched that when you first brought up uh, Family Guy because I, I do love that scene. But other than that, I'm not too familiar with the show. I've seen bits and pieces, but have not uh, watched the uh, whole series uh, in its entirety. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, Tanner. All right. Well, tell you what. The uh, the complaint line. Uh, I'm going to open up the uh, complaint line. I haven't done this uh, in a while. I might continue this through tomorrow. But uh, about what is it you would like to complain? Maybe it's about your fellow human beings driving. Maybe it's about your fellow human beings and what they eat. It, like, you ever been at a restaurant and say what you will about fish? Fish stinks. <laughs> I mean, fish has an odor to it, and to me, it's not very pleasant. And going out, I don't like smelling other people's fish when I'm trying to have something good, like chicken or steak. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Here is, uh, and, and caviar. Can we complain about, I've never had caviar. The idea of eating fish eggs just doesn't do it for me. Uh, CJ on WBEN, hello. I've never had caviar either. And uh, I might be late to the party, but I have to agree on prime rib. Um, there is a restaurant in Genesee County. Which we won't advertises, name. Oh, oh, I'm not going to. They, they advertise a large prime rib. And if you can finish it, it's free. And that serving of prime rib these days would probably feed me for a week. Mm. Um, and French onion soup is fabulous, as well as broccoli. But a dessert that I don't really see that much anymore is rice pudding. And that was a real treat when we were kids. Okay, rice pudding. I, I think we need to explore this. Rice pudding. And here's what we're doing right now for those who are just joining us. Number one, anything you want to bitch and complain about is fair fair game. Also, foods that you used to like that you don't like anymore and foods that you have come to adore. And the phone number to call, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let us, for a moment, consider the majesty of rice pudding. Would you agree that there is something almost sacred about rice. Yes, and with or without raisins, it didn't really matter. We liked it either way. No. If you want raisins, open a box of raisins. If you want <laughs> rice pudding, if you want rice pudding, you don't need raisins. Rice pudding is one of the great treats of 
our lifetimes. And I believe rice pudding has been around for a long, long, long time. And I know you said that you don't see it in a lot of places anymore, but uh, a lot of the Greek restaurants and Greek-themed restaurants, they do have rice pudding. Yes, they do. Yes. And I do love all the Greek restaurants. Mm. Well, there is, uh, well, Rachel's Mediterranean, and please understand, I've known the family for 30 years. I, I knew Rachel when she was a baby, like the Rachel, as in Rachel's Mediterranean. And um, their rice pudding is absolutely out of this world. But there is, there is so much to rice pudding, because you've got to consider cinnamon or no cinnamon with the rice pudding. Yes. Cinnamon, raisin, you have to consider it all. But it's tasty either way. And I'm surprised that uh, it's not as popular as it was when I was a kid. Um, that's, you know, that's really interesting because uh, I'm sure you introduced your kids to it. I introduced my kids to rice pudding at a very early age, and it's uh, it's one of our favorite things. Yes. But yes. Now, when, when I mentioned prime rib, um, I, I don't mention prime rib in a positive way anymore. To me, I look at prime rib and I, I, all sorts of morbid thoughts go through my body. Well, it's a little bloody. And I mean, these days I can only, I can only eat a little bit. Not like in the old days when you, they would throw a big slab on your plate and you'd eat the whole thing. But a little taste here and there is not bad. To me, I look at prime rib and I see a very fatty, unappealing piece of meat. <laughs> no, I, seriously, it's like if I'm trying to lose fat, how come I'm eating fat? Am I am I not just making the situation worse? Well, like I said, just bits and pieces. I prefer a strip steak if I'm going to have meat. I'll take a strip steak over a prime rib. Oh, that's okay. Now there's an, there's an, another important consideration, and I think this is an age thing. If you're going to have uh, either a strip steak or perhaps a filet mignon, are we talking you put buttered onions on it, or, or do you go with the sautéed mushrooms? Oh, that's a hard choice. Um, I think I kind of prefer my meat naked. <laughs> that's my audience that's my audience cultivated this guy this for years and now i got what i deserve um i'm glad that you prefer your meat naked but, but okay i think one of the great treats in life is uh filet mignon because it's it's a lean cut of meat and then you destroy it of course by putting sauteed mushrooms on top oh is that ever the best it's all wonderful. It's all, you know, my my thought is if I don't have to cook it and I don't have to clean up after it, I like it all. Hmm. Well, I mean, with every, obviously with every meal you cook, you've, you've got to do the dishes or have your loving significant other do the dishes for you as a gesture of his thanks and his appreciation for a job well done. Yeah, you do. But when I go out these days, after all these years, my go-to is usually something like scallops. Can you please explain to me the lure of scallops? My first wife was all about scallops. 
Well, they're not fishy. Okay. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. <laughs> a, little side dish of, a little side dish of uh, angel hair pasta with some white sauce. It's a perfect meal. Um, have you found, as you have gotten older, and I'm not, in, I'm not trying to make it seem as though you're ancient or anything, but that your appetite is not what it used to be? Oh, of course. Yes. Hmm. I have one more question for you, um, and that is, um, as you have, as you have gotten older, are there some things that used to be very high up in your own personal food pyramid which you no longer wish to consume? Well, I hate to say it, but it's chicken wings. Oh no, I think I think you're onto something. You are you're definitely onto something, and I'd like you to continue this because in Buffalo, that's almost heretical to say that you don't like chicken wings. It's not that I don't like them; I just don't order them. If I had a choice between chicken wings and a hot dog, I would take the hot dog. Um, I, hold on, if if you would, because this is see now you're getting into people's serious territory. There is there is a while. The funny thing is there is there is a long time where I really did not have a taste for chicken wings, and I did not enjoy chicken wings. And interestingly, after certain things happened in my life, I thought to myself, well. At this point, what difference does it make? If I want to have a chicken wing, I'll have a chicken wing. If I want to get a single order and have three and share with the group, then I'll, that's exactly what I will do. I'm not going to run in panic, fear-stricken by a chicken wing. Oh, no, I wouldn't either. I mean, if it's in front of me, I'll have a couple. Hmm. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm delighted that you called, but there's... There, a couple more questions that I think need to be asked, and it revolves around the various sauces, and it also revolves around blue cheese and ranch and chicken dips. So, whole, uh, chicken wings. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone. 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let us get back to CJ in Buffalo. Now, CJ... Along the way, CJ, if I am to hear you correctly, you kind of lost the ap- the the appetite for chicken wings. Well, I'm not sure I would say I lost the appetite for them. It's just not my first choice. And if you are going to have chicken wings, it's got to be blue cheese. Um, there's no substitute. You need the celery. And some people put carrots in there, too, which is fine. But you need the celery. You need the blue cheese. Ranch dressing belongs on salad. And as far as chips, it's French onion. Oh, but not just any French onion. No, and we're not going to name any names. Oh, no, but it's it has to be a specific kind of French onion. And it, it irks me to go to be invited to be a guest at somebody's place, and they break out the bargain low-budget brand of French onion chip dip. What? You saved 50 cents, and in return, congratulations, you made your guests feel that they weren't worth two quarters to rub together. <laughs> I agree. In fact, don't even put it in a, in a nice bowl. Bring that container out and show everybody what you have. Yeah, just put it in the cat box, because that's where it belongs. <laughs> um, all right, I see. 
<laughs> CJ, thank you very much. Just You're incredible. welcome. We're just so incredibly judgmental. Um, okay, what what is it? Uh, oh, and I, you know what? I didn't get a chance to ask her about hot, medium, or mild wings. And uh, there is a place around town, and I will name the place because I can speak from personal experience on this. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna. It was called Duff's, and uh, still is called Duff's. But anyway, the um, the T-shirts worn by the servers basically hot is very hot. Very hot is extremely hot, and it just it, it, it basically makes it very clear that you're talking with nuclear warheads when you're talking about the hot sauce at this particular place. And the other thing that I've noticed, and maybe you have as well, as a wing consumer, because uh, I, I abstained many years from chicken wings, and I have stopped abstaining. My philosophy is there's no such thing as a bad food, just a bad diet. So as long as I'm not eating 10 chicken wings a night, I think I should be okay. Cholesterol, under 100, I'll take that. But uh, your calls, by the way, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. But one of, there, there are two disturbing trends that I've noticed in the world of the chicken wing in Buffalo, New York. Number one, blue cheese being replaced by ranch dressing. You can't be serious. You can't be serious about that. The other one is, um, and I hope I hope you guys can relate to this. But what is up with carrots? Are carrots in the in the restaurant industry are carrots cheaper than recurring vegetables are? I'm I'm just I'm just than celery uh, would be, for example. Uh, Tanner, have you, recurring vegetable, I feel like one right now. Uh, Tanner, the uh, situation, have you noticed more carrots and less celery lately? No, usually when I go to wing places or get chicken wings, it's usually I'm greeted by by celery, which I prefer carrots more. I like carrots, but uh, seems like most places offer celery. You're greeted by celery. Celery is at the hosting station. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm celery. Um, all right, thank you. We'll uh, we'll get some more calls on in this on uh, WBEN. But I've noticed more ranch dressing, and there's one place, and I'm not going to name it. I think what they do is they mix the ranch dressing with the blue cheese dressing, which I believe should be a, an, an offense against culinary excellence everywhere. My personal thought. Um, <clears throat> As long as we're going to bitch about food, that's my bitch. And enough enough carrot sticks already with, with chicken wings. Celery, baby. Like, do it like Duff's does. Duff's, there's so many things Duff's does right. They serve their wings, like, right out of the fryer, number one. Number two, um, the celery is exactly the temperature at celery which to, uh, needs to be. And number three, the blue cheese is outstanding and is exactly the setting it needs to be. All right, it is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, a couple of things here. Number one, the uh, complaint desk is open. I may uh, I may swing this over to tomorrow's show as well. And uh, also talking about food, the stuff that you used to like to eat that you're not a big fan of anymore, and the stuff that you've recently discovered really isn't that bad. Um, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. 
By the way, potato skins, if you're going to talk about rice pudding to me, how can you possibly leave out potato skins? I know they're not heart healthy. I know they're not good for you. But potato skins are absolutely awesome, and you have to get the extra sour cream. You're going to go all the way. You might as well go all the way, baby. Potato skins are the way to go. And I'm not going to name the individual, but there's a dude I know with a restaurant. Every time he has potato skins, they sell out. Now, if I had the restaurant, I would say, hey, people really like potato skins. I think I'm going to put them on the on the menu full time. Just saying. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Don in uh, the falls. Don, you are on. Hello. How's everything going? Uh, it's magnificently, sir. Magnificently. Uh, one thing. There are two things. One is uh, sauerkraut with uh, Polish sausage. You're getting a nice little gas buildup on the, the sauerkraut. I used to like it, and now I don't don't like me. And you know, to, I've, I've, I've heard that. Excuse me, but I've I've heard that from a lot of people who used to really enjoy sauerkraut. Some people would um, put their sausages, mix them with the sauerkraut. And mm-hmm. by the by, the time they're actually supposed to eat dinner, the sauerkraut um, was all gone. Uh, but, but now they can't even touch a forkful of sauerkraut without experiencing the most dire of consequences. Right. Another thing is potato pancakes. Oh, I I go crazy over those. Um. Okay. Potato pancakes. Uh, when you think potato pancakes, do you think German or Polish? German. Interesting, because the polls I know would disagree with that. Um, do, what do you put? Uh, th- this this is a, a major uh, a question of great import. Um, what do you put on your potato pancakes? A lot of applesauce. Okay, I I, have a, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to relate to this story, but when I was a kid, and mom would make the uh, German style potato pancakes, my little boy brain would hear the word pancake. You know what I'd put on them? Maple syrup. Mm. Maple syrup. I can't say that it did me any good. Also can't say that it did, did me any harm. Right. But no, I like a lot of uh, applesauce on my potato pancakes. Um, is there, okay, is there a food that you have grown into over time? Like, for example, French onion soup could never understand, as a young boy, never understand the fascination of French onion soup. First of all, it just seems so incredibly messy. Um, secondly, I just couldn't understand. How do you make soup out of onions? Well, now as a grown-up, I fully understand how you make soup out of onions, and it is delicious. It is delicious, with uh, a little bit of uh, croutons on top. But, okay, the croutons, I beg to differ. If you're going to have the French onion soup, I believe that what you must do is you overly cook the cheese, and that is from where you derive the crunch. Well, I had it that way, too. I had both ways. I When I... Uh, and what uh, when you're having uh, onion soup, you have to have French bread, so you can almost dip it. Okay, you know what? Okay, don't don't laugh at me. But this this is another thing. You guys are coming up with all all these uh, interesting um, all these interesting ideas. Bread. 
we went through an anti-carbohydrate marathon in this country 20 years ago. Carbs became the enemy. And I must admit, there is nothing like warm, just-out-of-the-oven bread covered with a fair amount of butter. I admit that that is a good thing. But bread, to me, doesn't do quite what it used to do to me uh, in terms of my sheer lust over it. Well, I'm 89 years old, so I've, I've gone through a lot of food. So. Well, see, at, at that point, you can eat whatever you want. I, I had this conversation recently with some doctors about somebody else. And it's like, yeah, um, tell you what, it, whatever she's doing, she has outlived what any of us are ever going to do. So please, if so, she wants chocolate cake, she can have an entire chocolate cake for all I care. I can't eat chocolate, so... Oh, why is that? Uh, I'm a little allergic to chocolate. Well, that's a good reason. All right, thank you, uh, thank you very much. All right, I, I, pre- I appreciate that. I mean, you, you know, you see, that that's the whole thing. And I would love your calls on this, by the way. Uh, the food that you um, used to enjoy, that it just doesn't do it for you anymore, and the foods that you grew into, for example, rice pudding. And I've told you this story probably way too many times, but there was one night walking in the Boulevard Mall. Believe it or not, the Boulevard Mall at one point was an actual concern. Uh, It was a going, vibrant concern. Then along came the Eastern Hills Mall, and that was the swanky new place as opposed to the somewhat dated Boulevard Mall. But I'm getting behind myself. Um, Mom... This is also a childhood misconception. Mom looked down at me and said, would you like an ice cream sandwich? I must have shot my mother the most disgusting look back because I'm thinking to myself, keep in mind, I'm a kid. What do I know? I'm thinking to myself, mom actually wants me to eat two pieces of bread with ice cream in the middle of them. Mom has lost, I had no idea what an ice cream sandwich was any more than I did a few weeks ago with the mini toe. I actually thought the mini toe was a piece of equipment. Uh. All right, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Well, what can I say? Sometimes we, uh, sometimes we do uh, stupid things and we have stupid misconceptions, but... I still save some of those emails about the mini toe. Everybody was really cool. Nobody was nobody was nasty or anything, but I actually thought a mini toe was a piece of equipment as opposed to a technique of moving vehicles. True story, and I keep those emails to remind myself that I'm not really that bright. Uh, let's go. Not that you need daily uh, reminders of that. Here is uh, Jack on uh, WBEN. Jack, you are on. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, it's a beautiful day. I mean, it's Wednesday. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I don't even know where to start. Um, for one, I will say, um, okay, Spanish rice. Okay, my mom's Hispanic, so I grew up every weekend she made Spanish rice. Everybody loved Spanish rice. Loved it as a kid, but after growing up on it, you don't really like it anymore. You know what I mean? I, me, per- I mean, I'll eat it, but a lot of people love it more than I do, but that's just because I'm kind of sick of it. You know what I mean? So that's something I used to love, but not so much as an adult. So there's that. You mentioned broccoli. I have to say broccoli is amazing, especially with cheese. But I did like that as a kid. 
and as an adult, although you mentioned the whole digestive issue, yeah, that's a little bit of a problem, so I definitely won't eat that at work. Oh, um, but I, yeah. I, I, but seriously, when you have broccoli, and I, I really feel bad for those of you who have digestive issues with broccoli, I think broccoli is the perfect vegetable. It can be crunchy, it can be a little bit soft, and you mentioned the cheese factor of broccoli. Yeah. When you put some Parmesan it. cheese and maybe some red crushed pepper flakes on broccoli, it brings out broccoli's personality. I never did parm. I will definitely have to try that at home someday. Yeah, I'm usually at, at like home. more like the yellow cheese, yellow cheese. Um, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, I love my broccoli. Just be careful with it for me. You obviously don't have issues. I do. No, I, 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 I'm almost embarrassed because as a man, I just don't seem to have that many issues with the the particular, uh, the, that particular process of digestion. And it's not just broccoli. It's, it's even just salads for me. Like there's certain things I will not eat at work. I love green beans. I could eat green beans at work. That that's different, you know. I'm thinking, is it all greens or no? It's just those two things: broccoli and salad. As far as digestive issues, really? So, um, yeah. But okay. But here's here's the question. Okay, when you say mm-hmm. salad, see, all of us have a different idea of what salad is. See, to me, iceberg salad is good. Mm-hmm in certain cases like if you're getting over a cold or a flu iceberg lettuce with oil and vinegar I never dressing, knew that never did I hear salt, that plenty of salt plenty of pepper mm-hmm. I swear it has curative properties but ordinarily if you're going to have a salad iceberg to me is kind of a waste of chewing cuz what are you getting out of it yeah yeah and on that on that subject too ranch for the salad ranch for the salad and not for chicken wings, since you talked about chicken wings, which I prefer extra, extra hot, with blue cheese. And the best blue cheese, I think, personally, is Rudy's blue cheese. How about you? Uh, I think, well, first of all, I think it was a day of great sadness and mourning for all of Western New York when Rudy's no longer served its fine product at its fine establishment with its air hockey game, uh, a bubble hockey game, and everything like that. Um, really? No, yeah, Rudy's. Rudy's was a fun place to go. It was inexpensive. It was a cheap night out, and the product was good. Um, but when you talk about blue cheese, I don't know which manufacturer they use. But to me, and I'm not here to give props to any restaurant over any other, mm-hmm. but I must tell you, the Duff's Chicken Wing is the standard to me by which all other wings are measured. And one of the reasons for that is that the temperature of everything is perfect. The celery, crispness, and temperature is outstanding. And the blue cheese is outstanding. And it is served uh, at such a temperature as to be unbeatable, unstoppable. It is a force of nature. So you love dust. If I'm going to eat wings, yes, I do enjoy Duff's. Yes, that is okay, correct. Okay, good to hear because I live close by a Duff's. That, that <laughs> is good to but hear. It's been a long I, I time since I've been there. Well, okay, can you relate to this? When you were okay. when you were younger, I would bet you could eat a double order of wings, no problem, all by yourself. Am I correct? Uh, no. Oh. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, see, here's the thing. If I want a chicken wing, 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't do a full order of wings. I will have maybe three wings, and then the rest are just divvied up among the people with whom I'm seated. Because, you know, we're all, none of us want to keel over of a heart attack at the table. So just a couple of wings will go a long way. Oh, with others, yes. Oh, absolutely. We could knock that out. Not by myself, though. Hmm. For a double. Okay, so let's keep going. Ready? Because I'm really excited about this one. So rice pudding. Okay. So now I grew up. My parents were divorced. Okay. So my dad got us every other weekend and every Wednesday for a couple hours. Guess what we did every Wednesday? He would pick us up after school, and we went out for rice pudding. Like that was a treat to us as a kid. And minus the raisins. I, not the raisins. Cinnamon, yes. Raisins, Thank no. Thank um, you. But we used to go to the town restaurant in West Seneca over by West Seneca West High School. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Phenomenal. It was great. Um, as far as store-bought, Save-A-Lot actually has an awesome brand. I can't think, top of my mind, I can't think of what the brand is called. But um, I love getting rice pudding from Save-A-Lot because I loved it then and I still love it now. As far as store-bought rice pudding and again i'm not getting any money for this or anything cozy shack as far as rice pudding you buy in a plastic tub at a store i think cozy shack it's frightening how much of that i can eat in one sitting it's almost disturbing so jack is super into the food topic and uh jack um we've been talking about some dessert items can we just go Mm -hmm. back to the whole sea creatures thing because that's what my wife says and I love I love jumbo shrimp, and the best part about jumbo shrimp, the cocktail sauce. But I can't order them around her because I lose my appetite when she looks at them and says, "Ooh, sea creatures!" I can't do it. Yeah, that's awkward. Oh, and by the way, you're like thirty pounds off. I'm 150 pounds. 150. Yeah, I'm diesel. So I'm. I'm so funny. You mentioned shrimp. It's funny you mention that because my mom used to take her mother, who didn't drive, would take her shopping every other weekend. Okay, and I love my grandma. I would always stay with my grandma, and my grandma always would buy me a half a pound of shrimp every other week. Like, I loved shrimp and cocktail, absolutely. Just raw, not raw shrimp, you know, the pink ones, but right. um, but with the cocktail sauce, no, I love it. And to call it a sea creature, that's not nice. Like, you're trying to make it, like, like not sound good. Like, no, not cool. No, I won't eat octopus or something crazy like that. But shrimp, lobster, absolutely. But, yeah, shrimp was my favorite. I still love it, but I don't buy my, it like my grandma used to buy it for me. You my, know? my dear, if she, if she didn't have a sense of humor, I couldn't be with her. And it cracks me up. As much as, <laughs> I, as, much as it kind of turns me off to my clams casino and my shrimp cocktail, it also makes me laugh. The laughter, <laughs> the laughter offsets my lust for the shrimp. Well, what's her favorite food? What can we say about her favorite food? <laughs> oh, it, it, it's funny because she has so few and yet so so many. She loves her cheeseburgers. She loves them. Oh, I can't say nothing bad about a good burger, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, uh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Good no, call. Great call. One, one last story. Can I tell yes. you one more? Yeah. Okay. So my brother... Did I, wait, I didn't tell you that one already, where my brother was traumatized, eating spinach, the babysitter. He's two years younger than me. We're in, like, single-digit age. 
he was forced to eat spinach because, yeah. oh, and, and this was a pie pie era, you know, oh, you're going to be pie pie, but she didn't force me to. So I remember sitting in a corner, you know, afraid that, you know, feeling bad for my brother, but I didn't have to eat it. You know what I mean? And he's not traumatized, though. He will eat it mixed with a meal and he will eat it in a salad, but he will not eat it by itself. You know what I mean? I have one thing that I need to say about shrimp. Or I'm sorry, about spinach, rather. Yeah. Omelet. Spinach omelet. There is something holy about a spinach omelet. And that's all I'm going to say. Thank you very much. I uh, okay. I appreciate the call, Jack. A lady Absolutely. after my own heart with with her love of uh, food. Uh, thanks to Tanner Saunders behind the glass on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN and uh, to all the uh, calls. Uh, appreciate that very much. I, I thought we might get more of a. Like, I, I can't believe octopus. It took so long for octopus to come up. Uh, believe me, if I ate octopus, it wouldn't take very long for it to come up at all. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.